It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. This is your man Tony Wiggins with your Jacksonville Jaguars report here on Locked On Jaguars. If you notice the disrespect that Gardner Minshew continues to get around the NFL, the disrespect isn't direct. The disrespect, in my opinion, comes in the form of just not mentioning him the way that you talk about everybody else. And most of this goes to all those national guys. I keep hearing all of this great stuff about Drew Locke. Now, the, the kid in Arizona, I get it. He's the number one pick overall. He played really well. He's marvelously, marvelously athletic. This Drew Locke stuff, though, is kind of killing me, man, because just because this dude was a second-round pick and Denver won some games late in the season – I just don't get all of this love that people are putting on him and all of this over-the-top praise that everyone's giving him. And Minshew is sitting right there having won Rookie of the Week seven times last year. It just absolutely just amazes me the amount of disrespect when folks keep mentioning it. I heard Skip Bayless say something today about uh, he was talking about Colin Kaepernick, and I love Colin Kaepernick. I think he's a great player. But Colin Kaepernick, I mean, he, he just basically just out of all the teams, just decided he's going to pick Jacksonville and say Colin Kaepernick's better than any any quarterback on Jacksonville's roster. While he might be, why did you pick us? You could pick any. It's a lot of teams you can say that about. In my opinion, you can go around the league. You could say that about Denver. You know, say that about other teams. You can actually probably say it about San Francisco if you really want to get down to it. You can say it about Chicago. Why did you pick Jacksonville? It's because – People continue to want to whip this kid and beat this kid up. Now, do I think Gardner's the top 15 quarterback in the league? No. And that's where me and some of the, the hardcore Gardner Minshew fans, that's where we kind of, you know, have this space between us is because I'm not saying that he's not good and I'm not saying he hasn't earned the right to, to, to have the keys to the team. What I'm talking about is do I know for a fact that just because he's shown more than we thought he was capable of, do I think that inherently means that that's good enough for this team to go to the playoffs and win a Super Bowl eventually? That's my point when I have these heated discussions with, you know, the Gardner Minshew fans and the people here in Jacksonville. But it's not, you know, there are 12 other guys you can pick at or pick on or overlook before you start talking about Gardner Minshew. I see people that, that have guys who haven't even taken a snap in the NFL, they have them ranked ahead of Gardner right now. I don't have a problem with that. Just explain to me why. Half of those folks haven't even watched these games. Just explain to me why. If you want to say because he doesn't play on schedule very well, got me. You're right, because I agree with you. If you want to say everything is about off schedule and I know people are going to look at the deep balls and they're going to say, well, he had a high percentage completion of deep ball. No, but I'm watching the game, man. I'm eyeballing it. This dude just doesn't – he rarely ever 
like throws a guy open like on a deep ball. He rarely just takes that drop, plants that foot in the ground on that fifth step, climbs the pocket, and guns the ball over the middle for 25 yards. That, I don't see that stuff, all right? Most of the stuff I see is, is all about timing and anticipation, which, quite frankly, timing and anticipation is, when you talk, when you listen to guys who, who coach quarterbacks, they tell you that's just as important as arm strength. So, no, every criticism I have of Gardner isn't about whether he deserves the chance or whether he's earned it or whether I think he can play in the NFL as a capable starter. Every, every opinion that I have on Gardner comes down to when you're looking for a quarterback, you want that dude that can take you to – that's why I was never an Andy Dalton fan because I never thought Andy Dalton could take Cincinnati to the promised land. I never did. I didn't think he had it in him. I didn't think he had it in him. And, and I know there's some quarterbacks like Jimmy Garoppolo that people say don't have it in him. Jimmy Garoppolo was up by 10 points in the Super Bowl. He's a guy that you could probably put in that category that if he makes one more throw, he can lead a team. That's different. I'm not talking about that. I'm not sure that when you're looking for a quarterback, if you don't have a franchise guy, I don't know if you can afford to just settle. That's my point with Gardner Minshew. But I don't know, man, these rest of these cats around here, man, they, they get on these soapboxes. They haven't watched the kid play. They, they, they're just still looking at the fact that, one, it's Jacksonville. Two, he was a six-round pick. And, and, and they don't even give you an explanation for having him ranked as the 28th best quarterback in the league. I mean, they, they, you don't even get an explanation for it, man. I mean, and, it, and it's, 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 mad, it's maddening. It's absolutely, absolutely maddening and crazy that people do that kind of stuff man i'm telling you it absolutely drives me wild so i'm gonna talk about disrespect and then what i'm gonna do is eventually what i'm gonna do in, in today's show is i'm gonna get into some guys that in on every single team regardless of who you are you can be a team, you can, you can have all of these guys that, that, that fit together, that want to play well together. But there's something else that you need too. At the end of the day, you're going to need guys that no matter what you're playing, whether it's kickball, whether it's softball, running tracks, jacks, jumping rope, guys that are just better than everyone else. You know, Jalen was that type of guy. But, you know, obviously he's gone. But do the jacks still have those dudes that when you see them, they just look and play better than anyone else because trust me, when the, when the going gets tough, when it's fourth and 18 or third and 18, that's the guy you're going to need. You're going to need Superman. You're going to need a guy that can catch a ball like Antonio Brown even when somebody's draped all over. We're going to do all of that stuff, man. We're going to go over everything and we're going to do it in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars. I have to first tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It shouldn't even be in the protein bar section. It needs to be on the aisle with all the candy bars because that's exactly what it tastes like. And you know why it tastes like that? Because it's 100% chocolate. These natural ingredients, man, they taste so good, you, you think you're cheating when you're eating a Built Bar. What you need to do if you want $10 off of your first order is go to BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com. And I'm telling you right now, it's 50% off 
everything and they're donating money to charity. That's right, 50% off everything and they're donating money to charity right now at Built Bar. I personally like that mint flavor, man, with mixed with that chocolate. That, that mint brownie is something else. You get it, you don't have any guilt about eating food, eating this product because guess what? You can maintain your weight and even lose weight while you're working out because of the high protein content and the low carbs and the low fat. That's right. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. $10 off of your first box. And it's a fire sale, man. It's 50% off of everything. And they're donating the proceeds to charity. That's right. BuiltBar.com. Locked On is your promo code. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Disrespect. That's what you get a lot of when, when you're a Jaguar fan. Get absolute disrespect. Uh, you get it from media. You get it from other teams. You get it from national media. Are we com- are we complicit in that disrespect though? I think we are. And I've said this to fans before. I've said this with fans before. I know we got some fans that will slap box their own grandmother about the Jaguars, and I love that. Okay, I promise you. There's some people right now. If their grandmother said something bad uh, about the Jaguars. They'd wait till she put her teeth in out of the glass and they'd knock them back out of her mouth. I'm telling you, there are some people that will fight you over the Jaguars no matter who you are. I'm telling you, they will. However, I think sometimes by responding to everything and getting triggered by every and any little thing, I think you allow people to get under your skin. And I think it kind of takes away from the fact that you got to know and act like you've kind of been there, even though we haven't very often. We have done something, though, as a fan base and as a city. And I'm being totally honest. I've mentioned this before. They've been the three. I grew up a Redskins fan, man. The Redskins ain't seen no championships or the NFC championship game since 1991 when I was in the military. Yeah, I was in Germany. I watched the game at like 5 o'clock in the morning all the way to like 5 o'clock in the morning or something like that, like midnight to 5 in the morning. I watched them beat Buffalo in the Super Bowl. It's like 1991, 1992, bro. So the Jaguars weren't even thought about at that time. But since then, they've been to three conference championship games. That's more than a lot of – the Lions have never – the Detroit Lions have never been there. Never. Cleveland, have they been there? I I don't think so. But it's, it's, it's as if we've accomplished something. But we really haven't accomplished much at all. And I'll tell you why. It's the weirdest weirdest dynamic I've ever seen. Three title games in 25 years of existence, right? But they they got like seven or eight winning seasons. (laughs) It's like, how do you go to three championship games, 
Now, two of them were within like a two to two, three or four year period, right? But then you got we got this other one that's a couple of years ago in 2017. But the problem is there's never been a period of six or seven straight years where this team has consistently won. Like the Chiefs have kind of been knocking on the door other than one or two bad seasons. They've kind of been consistently knocking on the door, being able to win nine, seven, you know, nine, ten, eleven games. You know, even when Andy Reid was the coach with the Eagles, they had nine, ten, eleven games. You know, you have those teams that every year they kind of nine, ten, eleven games. They're all Baltimore. Baltimore, even though they've had a couple of years where they've had some down years. Pittsburgh, Green Bay. These teams always seem to to sort of win nine, ten, eleven games. Just just kind of hang around. Even teams like Minnesota, New Orleans, these organizations, you know, these organizations, Seattle's a perfect example right now. These organizations have winning streaks over years or let's just say out of an eight-year period, they have six, six times they go to the playoffs. And then they may go down two or three years and then they have another six or seven-year period where five times they go to the playoffs. And you look up and they're in the playoffs 14 out of 20 years. The Jaguars have never done that. It, there's never been this sustain. There have been extreme peaks and valleys. There's been extreme highs and then extreme lows. So what happens when you're high? Fans start yapping, 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 yapping. And then all of a sudden, they fall off a cliff. Boom. And they can't handle it real well. And then they allow any and everybody to get under their skin and they start yapping about everything that has nothing to do with football. The team is responsible for it. I'm not even talking about playing. I'm talking about messaging. They're responsible for it. You got guys chopping wood, using axes, cutting themselves in the locker room, players slapping each other, getting slapped by coaches, all of this stuff that has nothing to do with winning football games. Really. You have to be known for the product on the field. You can't be known for having your games being moved overseas. You can't be known for tarps. I mean, you can't be known for any and everything negative that has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with football, unless it's positive. That's why I think over the last couple of weeks, the Jags have sort of led the way with their messaging about social injustice and their approach. Did they get anything uh, from the media? Nope. But don't worry about it. The old, saying, the old saying goes, if you live for the applause, you'll die from their criticism. I think we have to just start acting like we don't give a damn what they say. That's what we have to do. Because as long as you, you know, act like a petulant, I'm not even going to call you a child, but because I understand where you're coming from. Let's just stay focused on trying to win games and don't even worry about this, this disrespect that comes from everyone else. I think the fans should channel all of their energy and put it on the onus of the coach, the GM, and the players to win games. Period, point blank, end of discussion. All this other stuff doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Win. Win. We'll talk about how big the, the scoreboards are. Nope. We'll not talk about Lot J. Nope. All we want to do, we want to talk about uh, third down efficiency. The, the key to getting out of this doldrum is football. Play well, have a sustained, consistent effort over a period of years, and the narrative about you 
will change. Seattle was a laughing stock forever. Changed. It's not that, it's not that way anymore. Golden State in basketball. Who wanted to go there? Changed. Not that way anymore. It just takes the effort, and it just really, really, really takes winning football, not gimmicks, not all of this other stuff that everyone constantly wants to bring up. It's gimmicks. What we need is to win games, period, point blank, end of discussion. Win football games. Nothing more and nothing less is going to change what's going on here with this football team and how they're perceived other than winning games, and that's all that's going to change it. And, and we can talk until we blew in the face about all of this other stuff, but it just doesn't matter. I'll tell you what else wins games, playmakers. I'm going to tell you who can be the playmakers, and I'm talking about, when I say playmakers, I'm talking about running jump athletes that can also, not just guys that look good on the plane, because all NFL players do, and look good in the airport and look good in the uniform. I'm talking about the guys that actually will give them an advantage because physically they're just better than everyone else and they can make a play that other people can't. But before I do that, on the other side, I got to tell you that the Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the host, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000 to make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. I want to tell you about RockAuto.com. If you want to know what RockAuto.com is, it's the place where you can go to get your auto parts. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account login. What you need to do is go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on. In their How Did You Hear About Us box, so they know that you were sent there by us. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us window at rockauto.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so we, we need to discuss, uh, you know, we're going to be a better team in terms of you know, everybody getting along, everybody being on the same page, 
having clearly defined leaders, and those leaders are going to be in tune with the coaches. I think that's what's going to happen with so many young guys. They're, they're going to be less dependent on, older, on the older players like they were on Calais Campbell, like they tried to be with Jalen Ramsey and that didn't work out. Uh, uh, like Nick Foles standing there talking to people about culture and nobody really feeling that. If you can't play, man, and if you're on the sideline, if you're hurt, nobody wants to hear you anyway. I've heard so many NFL players tell us that. So that's why everybody gravitated towards Gardner Minshew because they felt his energy. You know, it wasn't just the fans that were watching the game. You could see the players that just had a different step when he came into the game last year. So who has that now? Offensively, I got to tell you, Gardner Minshew has. He has an air about himself that uh, I believe he physically – because, you know, he's, I'm telling you, I've been trying to tell, I tried to tell people this last year, he's bigger than you think. You know, everybody tried to keep comparing him to these little, these little guys. You know, no, that, there's nothing little. The dude's like 230 pounds, man. He, he's a big dude, all right? He's built like a tank, and uh, he's just not tall. But he, he, he plays the game. Uh, it's, it's almost like a little baby version of Pete Rose playing football. That That's kind of how you have to describe the way that he plays the game, you know. Got a little Roger Starr back in. I tell people all the time, especially when I do national interviews, especially with guys from Texas or Cleveland, I tell them, Gardner Minshew is what everybody thought Johnny Manziel was going to be. There you go, all right? So, you know, he, he, he's, he's not afraid. I think he's going to get stronger this year in the pocket. That's going to help him. Leonard Fournette. Still, regardless of how you feel about him, he's still a physical specimen. The dude runs a 4.49, and he's 220-something pounds when he's in great shape. And he's still looking to run anybody over. He's one of those dudes that will run. He'll run your grandmother over if she's standing there, you know, in her sundress holding an apple pie. He doesn't care. And he has that sort of mentality. I, I remember when they played the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the mentality that, come on, let's meet right here. And he'll try to dive over stuff. So, you know, you, you might want him, want him to be a little bit more elusive and, 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 and make people miss in the open field. But you can't deny the fact that physical-wise, he's the alpha, okay? DJ Chart, another guy, 6'4", what, 215, 218, a burner, high points to football, has an incredible work ethic, has an incredible aura and demeanor about him when you're around him, uh, wants to be great, really personifies the attitude of his coach, Keenan McCardell, and I think that that radiates to the players around him. Chris Conley, on the field and off the field, I think this is extremely important. Chris Conley's a big physical guy, but the other thing is now he, because of the way he took a leadership role in the offseason, especially within the last couple of weeks, with the way that he was so outspoken and so eloquent in the way that he explained the concerns of all young African-American men uh, about uh, injustice and the way that he was able to galvanize everyone, I think that sends a message, too, of how he's able to galvanize players in the locker room. If you can galvanize thousands of people in the city, it's pretty easy for you to get 53 guys or 52 other guys to listen to you, especially when they're already wanting to listen to you anyway and they're already on the same side that you're on. So I think his leadership can mean an awful lot to go along with his physical stature as a possession receiver for this football team and as a red zone target in particular. Jawan Taylor, I think as young as he is, 
but he's big and he's strong. Um, he's drawn rave reviews from coaches that, that don't even coach here and the new ones that have come in here. Jay, Jay Gruden mentioned him personally. I think Juwan Taylor is another one that physically gives you a chance to start leaning and pounding on people late in games, and you can run behind them on that right side. Remember, the Jaguars had a lot of success running on the left side. I think with Juwan Taylor and then improved play at the right guard position, they can start running on that right side now. And also with the, the fact that they have more threats at the tight end position to back some of those people out of the box, I think Juwan Taylor will be able to get out in space and really, really get some pancakes and start leaning on people late in games with his size and athleticism. Defensively, of course, Josh Allen, I keep telling people that, freak of nature, 6'5", 265, 270, uh, great run-jump athlete, can really play in space. Taven Bryan has some quickness, but I don't know if he's consistent enough to even put on this list as somebody you can depend on. We'll see if he can build off of the late-season game he had against Quentin Nelson, which was a very, very good football game for him. Um, I think Calavion Chason, we haven't necessarily seen it yet, but I do think with the way that he's built and that twitchiness that he has gives you a chance to have a guy on the field that can make those splash plays for you, get a strip sack, chase somebody down, uh, do all of those things. Of course, he's got to get used to the, in, the NFL and, and all of the nuances and everything. Yannick Ngakwe has definitely been that guy. People keep asking me if I think he's going to play. I, I don't know, but – you know, he, he's still uh, a member of this organization, so I'll definitely say him because he's displayed over the years with his ability to wreak havoc and knock the ball loose that, he, you know, he's a guy that physically and athletically with his twitchiness and his effort can get there and, and make plays late in the game. I really call him like he's like a, a new age Robert Mathis to me, and uh, I think that's a good thing. I think Harrison at safety, because of his suddenness and his willingness to come up and pop people, I think he could give you that. And, of course, C.J. Henderson at corner. I saw him in workouts with Ocho Cinco, and Ocho Cinco is not easily impressed. Ocho Cinco was running full speed. C.J. Harris didn't even flip his hips and was step for step with Ocho Cinco running sideways. I think he's a physical freak. He's like 6'1", maybe even 6'2". Long, athletic, quick. I think he's the type of dude that if he scoops a fumble or if he can get a pick, he might take it to the house because his background is an offensive player. So those are the guys that I think if the Jaguars are going to succeed this year, they're going to need chunk plays. They're going to need sudden plays. They're going to need athletic plays that are beyond the X's and O's. It got nothing to do with teamwork, got nothing to do with all that other stuff. It's just like somebody just make a play. Those are the guys, the athletic, I think, uh, are the run-jump athletes that will be on the field that will give the Jaguars their absolute best chance to be successful uh, this season. Um, they're going to need all of that. They're going to definitely need all of that stuff. So check out Locked On Fantasy Football around the Locked On Network too, man. Go to Locked On Fantasy Football team. People, now that the draft is over, folks are picking dynasty teams. You can go in there and, and learn everything you need to do to get ready for your fantasy football team this year. Locked On Fantasy Football here on the Locked On uh, Podcast Network. Uh, and follow us on Spotify, please. Spotify. Uh, uh, you can uh, go to Apple and uh, subscribe. We would love for you to subscribe. Tell your friends to come to Apple iTunes and subscribe. 
follow us. We have great programming all around the Locked On Network. And don't forget about Built Bar, man. Built Bar is the cold heart of truth. I'm telling you, once you put it in your mouth, it tastes it's got 16 great flavors. It won't even taste like a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. All right, man, this is Locked On Jaguars. This is man, Tony Wiggins. Until the next episode, take care. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.